Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold with your host, Brian Vogt. Are you wanting or even thinking about selling your house but don't know where to start? Good thing you've found Ready, Set, Sold. And now, real estate broker, Brian Vogt. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Ready, Set, Sold. I am your host, Brian Vogt. Happy Saturday. Hope you're having a fantastic weekend. The weather, as normal, is so unpredictable. It seems like it one week, or I should say one week, one day we're at uh, minus four, and the other day we're at 60, and the next day we're at 30 or, or what have you, and it just seems like that our weather is just typically Midwest. If you don't like it, just wait a day or maybe a few hours and see what you have next. So with that said, as I said before, I hope you're having a fantastic Saturday and a fantastic weekend. Thank you so much for joining us today. We've got some great, great things to talk about. I'm really, really excited about. We're going to be talking about one of the subjects that comes up quite a bit, especially with sellers. And in the book, it's step six. It's why pricing your house right the first time is such a winning strategy. And believe me when I say that it is. And we'll talk more about that later in this segment. In the second segment, we're going to be talking about location, location, location. Everyone hears that, but we're going to go a little bit deeper in that, what exactly that means. And then in the next segment, the uh, third segment, what if you and your agent just don't agree on pricing? That could be a red flag that you really want to uh, make sure you, you keep tuned into the, the program. We're going to go into more about why that is a bad situation. And then the, the fourth segment is other factors in the sale of your home. And that could be square footage. Those could be bathrooms and bedrooms. And we'll talk more about how that can have an effect. But I think you'll be surprised it doesn't have nearly the effect that many sellers think it does. And the last segment is going to be the tip of the week. It's going to be talking about the guaranteed sale. You definitely want to catch that. Uh, sometimes agents will have guarantees put in, and we'll talk about that, that that may or may not be the right fit for you. With that said, most of you, I think, know that I have listened to the show at, at, for any length of time, and, and many of you have, and I thank you for that. This show is dedicated to real estate, and particularly mostly sellers, but we do talk about buyers, too, because guess what? 90 95% of all sellers become buyers, so it's a win-win situation when we're talking about that type of information. I wrote a book. Actually, it was about this time last year it was released called Ready, Set, Sold, 12 Proven Steps to Sell Your House Fast and for Top Dollar in the St. Louis Metro East. It became a number one bestseller on Amazon. Very, very happy with that. And people ask me quite often why I wrote the book. I would say to boil it down mainly is to try to give people a roadmap. Proven steps that they do this, this, and this, they can have fantastic success with the sale of their home. And that's probably the main reason why I wrote it was to be able to get the information out, to have a value position that people could use it, would love them to use me, of course, but if they didn't, that was okay, just so they had the information because there is so much information out there on the internet. It's almost information overload. And oftentimes, though, 
when you really look at it, it's things happening on the East Coast and West Coast. And they'll make so many different, basically wild claims that if you do this and do this, I mean, staging is one of them, that I saw one that they were talking about, if you stage your home and you spend 4,000 hours, you'll get 40,000 hours back in return. You know, maybe on the East Coast, maybe in New York City, maybe in L.A., I don't know. Maybe, maybe those things actually happen. I personally doubt it. But it doesn't happen here. It doesn't happen here in the Midwest. It doesn't mean the staging is not a good thing. It can get your house sold quicker, and we've talked about that before. But it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get a certain amount of money additional, these wild claims. Or I've seen things, the TV programs, and, and God love them. That's fine to sell your house, but again, they tend to be on the East Coast, West Coast, and the pricing is totally different. The culture is even different. East Coast is a faster moving, kind of a, just a different, not a bad, but just a more fast paced, more direct. Here in the Midwest, we can be all those things, but we can have a, have a little bit, a little bit slower pace to us, a little bit more level-headed, shall we say versus even on the West Coast, too. And I've seen so many people that would listen to these programs or watch these programs, and again, I know of a, a seller who literally spent $40,000 putting in a basement. Uh, he felt that he had to do that. He saw that on a show, couldn't remember which one. And long story short, he got about a fraction of what that was. He lost probably over $30,000 by finishing his basement, thinking that was going to get him not only that money back, but even more money. And so that's why the book was 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 written, is to, to, to keep people from having those kind of pain. And that's not much fun. Also, what updates to do, what updates not to do. It's loaded with all kinds of information. And as I mentioned earlier, in this segment, it's going to talk about pricing your home right the first time. It's such a winning strategy. And in a sense, it really is a winning strategy. So let's look at some of the reasons why. Most sellers, first off, want to do that. From my experience, they really do. They want to get top dollar, but they also want to make sure that they don't have to keep coming down on pricing and that they get what they should receive in a timely manner. And that can be anywhere between 30 to 45 days. It just depends. Everything is situational. But that's a good barometer to have. That should be a, a good yardstick in most cases that you're looking at. If you have a much higher-end home, well, those numbers can change. Maybe you have a rare situation where you have that there's just nothing happening. It just happens that your market area, your location, isn't doesn't have a lot of sales. It just takes longer traditionally than others. But the good news is that's exceptions. That's not the rule. So one of the things, just advantages of getting top dollar and a fast sale and pricing your home right is just simply less work. Look, anybody who's ever sold a house or even thought about selling a house knows that staging can be very important. Oftentimes, sellers talk about feeling like they're in a hotel, and they're always making sure that every bed is made, that everything is always picked up. And every kitchen sink is clean and every table is wiped off. And those are great things to do. And the lights are on and all those staging things are fantastic. 
But again, it's just more work that people have to do. And if they can get their house sold by pricing it the right way, and if they do, they will have great success. It's one less thing they have to do and worry about. Also, just the strain. Uh, oftentimes, that it starts off that the sellers are pretty excited and everyone's pretty excited. But depending on the pricing, they may be in a situation where all of a sudden 30 days go by, 60 days go by, 90 days go by, and it can start taking its wear and tear, not only financially, but just the drain of the uncertainty of not knowing. And oftentimes that might be that the pricing wasn't where it needed to be at. Again, I've told you about the exceptions, but oftentimes it's the pricing isn't where it's at, and that could be the biggest holdup. The other segment that probably comes into play more often is getting on with your life. You know, we, we, I was just talking to some people that were moving down to Texas. They had a job opportunity that they felt once in a lifetime. They wanted to get where they needed to go, and there's nothing wrong with that. Again, the house that you're living in now could have some great memories, but it's time to move on. It's move on to your next adventure. So the excitement of not only selling your house, but then moving on to your next adventure. And by doing, again, having the house priced correctly the first time saves you a lot of headaches. Also, the negative side, too, is if you don't have that right price, buyers watch the market. Most sellers know that buyers are much more educated. And what we mean by that normally is, is buyers will literally track houses. And when they see houses go down, they tend to start thinking that, well, that wasn't the right price. They're more apt to then offer a lower price. And a lower price means less profit for you. Whereas if, if you would have had the correct price to start with, you could have had within usually 2%. That's a good average to go by of what you're asking for. So again, you know, two hundred thousand dollars, one ninety-six, or even higher, can be something that you could expect when you have the house priced correctly. So that's the advantages of having your house uh, priced correctly. What we're going to talk about now is in the next segment is we're going to be talking about location, location, location. So how does price affect location? I want to make sure that you can get the book, the free book that I mentioned about is Ready Set Sold. Dot org. Go to readysetsold.org. Get the book. It's absolutely free. No strings. We'll talk to you soon. Good morning. Welcome back to Ready, Set, and Sold. I'm your host, Brian Bill. Thanks so much for joining us. In the last segment, we talked about pricing your house right the first time and the importance of getting that done. Some of the things we mentioned is just less work, less struggle, less concern. A good rule of thumb, and I say a rule of thumb, every situation is different. But 30 to 45 days is usually when you're going to get your top dollar. It's when you're going to usually get something within 2% of where your house is priced at or even less. And yes, depending on your market, it could be full price. We've seen that happen too. Our market has been very strong and it stayed pretty strong the start of this year. 
That's fantastic. So O'Fallon and Shiloh and Belleville and Edwardsville and Waterloo, Sky Force area, Mascudo, all those areas have been doing really, really well. Some areas doing better than others, but that's typical. That's just kind of how real estate works. So what we're going to be talking about right now in this segment is location, location, location. I would say that's the number one thing that almost anybody, whether you've ever sold a house, ever even bought a house, has heard of. So what exactly, though, does location, location, location mean? Well, location is simply what is going on in your location. And and the best way to look at location is to start from in and work your way out. And what I mean in is not going, saying that I live in O'Fallon, Illinois, and then where do I live in O'Fallon, Illinois? I live in the, the north section. And then what subdivision do I live in? And then bringing it down to the street. That's one way, but it's much better that you and your agent look at what's going on on your street, what's actually sold in your street. And the location is going to have a big factor on that. So let's say that the average, and I'm just using this as an example. Don't quote me on this. Sometimes I hear people say, well, you said this. I'm just trying to give you an example. Maybe your location is between $175,000 and $200,000. What that means is houses in your location, ideally on your street or nearby, have sold in the last three months. And that's kind of a key number to know. The last three months is what you really want to strive for. You can go for if need be, but you want to have the most current information. You've heard me talk about is is that markets can change. I shouldn't say they can change. They do change in three months. Yes, they can go up, and that's a great thing. But they don't always go up, and things can things can go down. So you want to have the most precise information you can. They can change in two months. That's kind of 50-50. And they can change in one month. But three months is a very good barometer. So what is selling on your street or near you in the last three months that compares well to your home? That's a key factor. For example, as I said, 175 to 200. So that's a good indication that your house is going to sell within that price point in a certain period amount of days. And that could be, again, that, that varies. But I want to try to make this simple. That's your location. When agents, and usually it's the agents, move sellers out of their location, meaning is they move it to a different part of of town, they move it to another subdivision. That is usually spell disaster. And the reason being is is that every location has its its differences. And what you're going to run into is that most times if a buyer is looking at it and they do question how the pricing came up, you're going to more likely than not be selling a house in another subdivision because they say, well, if this price is at 225 and they're getting 225 here and it's a closed sale, then maybe that's where I need to be at and not here at the 175 and 200. That's why it becomes so important. Your location means location, 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 where you're sitting at uh, in the in, in the subdivision can be a factor to your advantage. Ideally, if you're in a cul-de-sac, that's a good thing. 
it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a dollar amount. It just means it's one less, it's one more thing that you can have that other people don't have. Being in a cul-de-sac is a good thing. Maybe being on a corner house. Where you can get into problems is if you start putting a specific number on that. I.e., you had a situation where someone had a house that was a corner lot. Nothing wrong with that. However, the seller felt that that lot was worth, corner lot was worth $10,000 more. Not because of the location garnered it. They just put a price on it for $10,000. Well, in the end of the day, they didn't get the $10,000. They were on the market much, much longer than they ever expected. And unfortunately, they didn't get the pricing that they wanted to because they were on the market so long. Good question to ask yourself if you're a seller. When you purchased the home, what did you pay for a corner lot? What did you actually pay for the cul-de-sac? Most of the times, nothing or not much. But that might have been one of the factors that made the final decision on where you're living at. That you liked the idea of being a cul-de-sac and you saw other houses that didn't have the cul-de-sac. It weren't, weren't the corner house. And that's where you have the advantage of your location. Location, Using your location as advantage of probably one of the reasons why you purchased the home to begin with. That also comes into play when you're talking about woods and lakes and golf courses. Think back. Did you actually pay X amount of dollars? Most buyers don't. They just don't. Now, it could very well be that you bought that to be on the golf course and that other houses had also gotten that price for being on the golf course, and that's your location. So you have three houses that are on location on the golf course, and they're all $250,000 range. Well, it's a good chance that that's probably the price range you're going to be in, and that's a great thing. So that's why it's important to have your agent and you understand what location means and why it's important when it comes to selling your home that you're using the closest proximity. Now, what if you don't have it, though? What if nothing has sold in the last three to four months? Now what do you do? Well, we've talked about this before, but this is where the experience of your agent comes in. It can be so vital in getting you top dollar in a fast sale. Because ideally, they have seen a house similar to yours that has the same, uh, a very nice school district, not the same school district, but it's close. It has close to the same square footage. It has some of the great things that your house has as far as living rooms, dining rooms. And they can give you a very good idea on what that pricing is going to be to get you top sale. That's important to know. So if they don't have that information, that should be okay. If they have the experience, they should be able to be able to give you still a good professional opinion of what your house will sell for in the open market. With that said, we're going to be talking uh, in the next segment about some more great information that I think that you're really going to appreciate. You listen to Ready, Set, So with your host, Brian Vogt. We'll see you in a few.
Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Boat. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, I just want to put a plug also in some of the areas that we're at. We are on podcasts. Every show that we do is on a podcast. So, look, it happens. Sometimes you don't catch the first part of the show. Or you only catch half of the show. No problem. You can go to either Google Play or you can go to iTunes, and you can go simply listen to whatever segment you want to with Ready, Set, Sold. You can figure out the date. You can figure out the subject. If we had a guest speaker, everything's marked clearly so you can go and review it. Or maybe maybe you heard it this time, but you want to listen to it one more time. That's not a problem. You can go back and listen to a segment. You can listen to the whole show. So it's designed, again, for value, for to get this information out for people that are looking to sell their house and get top dollar in a fast sale. Also, we're on Facebook, go to Ready, Set, Soul with Brian Vogt and like us there. We would greatly appreciate that. And we have all other places you can go to. Yes, if you want to go to YouTube, and we have things on LinkedIn and, and Facebook also. So we're, we're kind of everywhere, and that's really the, the point that we wanted to do. We want to get this information out. But one of the easiest ways to get really even more information is literally to get the book. It's absolutely free. Uh, just go to readysetsold.org, net.com, readysetsold.org, net.com. Put a little bit of information in. We will send the book out free of charge. And it has this information I'm giving you now, but even more details. It goes even deeper into things that people really need to have so they can get the best price for their home. So now let's talk about one of the things that sometimes comes up that you need to be leery of. So now you're talking about pricing. What if you and your agent don't agree on the price? Meaning is, is that you want to have it at X amount of dollars and your agent says, no, 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 no way. My suggestion to you, and I mean this sincerely, my strongest suggestion to you is you probably have the wrong agent. We are here to give you information. We are to give you examples of your location of the reasons why you may have success, to listen to your needs and your wants, and to help you make your decision. But ultimately, it's your house. And the reason why this becomes so important is that oftentimes, not always, but when you have this disagreement, understand that the agent is basically saying they don't believe in your house. I mean, they just don't. They don't think they can either get it or they don't think your house is worth it. That can be a very difficult sell if you're now trying to get your top dollar. So the important part about it is if you don't agree, come to agreement, and they have pushback, it's time to look for another agent. doesn't matter. Yes, it could be your cousin. It could be someone close to you. But it's so important because oftentimes what happens is, is you have two forces working the exact opposite. What you want is someone saying, okay, we're in this together. Here's the numbers we have for your location, but you feel that you can get better. I'm going to do everything I possibly can to get you the numbers that you want, and let's move forward. And that's about as simple as that. Every time I've heard the story, usually it doesn't turn out well, that there's a dispute between the agent. The agent said, well, yes, I told you it was only worth X amount of dollars. Yes, I took the listing for this amount of money but it's really only worth this, and this is what you're going to have to take. I had a situation I heard just the other day about someone talking about that they had an agent. They disagreed with the pricing. It just turned out 
for whatever reason, that the price that eventually came in was much closer to what the agent said than what the seller wanted. And the seller got the distinct impression that it was almost like, I told you so. You know, I told you you couldn't make this amount of money. I told you you couldn't do this. And I was right. Is that really the type of agent that you want to be have working with your biggest asset? So, as I mentioned before, whatever that price is, whatever you've came to a conclusion with, your agent should be able to take that and run with it and do everything they possibly can to get you what you're looking to do. It's a two-way street. You know, not only do we have to understand that you know the seller has their position, but if the agent takes signs on that listing, they have a responsibility. And this is my professional opinion. Do everything possible to get the pricing that you want. And that's really important. So to kind of recap what we talked about, if you have a dispute, it doesn't have to be very much. If they just say, you know what, I don't think your house is worth X amount of dollars, well, they're probably telling you the truth. And that's probably how they're going to try to market your home. They're not going to be giving you everything that you deserve in the sale of your house. Because ultimately, this is your house. And if the agent signs on, just to reiterate, the agent signs on, then they have a judicial responsibility to do everything possible to meet the needs that you want, not the other way around. With that said, we're going to be talking in the next segment even more information that you don't want to miss. You're listening to Ready, Set, Sew with Brian Boat. We'll see you again. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I'm your host, Brian Vogt. And kind of recapping where we're at, where we've been at, we talked in the first segment about how important it is to get your house price right the first time. And we talked about the timing aspect of it. And yes, the work that can be involved with it, of getting the beds made, making sure that you had the house staged properly. Oftentimes, sellers will talk about they feel like they're living in a hotel if their house is no longer theirs. And so by pricing it right, getting a, getting a a faster sale is usually a win-win just on that alone. But also the factor is that the longer your house is on the market, again, it just can wear and tear on people. It puts doubt, their concerns. And that doesn't take near as long as what sometimes sellers think. Oftentimes within 30 days and definitely within two months. So again, getting it right price the first time usually is going to accommodate that situation. Also, we talked about then uh, location, 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 and understanding that you really want to hone in. You and your agent should be honing on what has happened in the last three to four months. Three months, ideally, uh, what has been selling, what is that price range, and make sure that your house is in that price range. And then also talking about if you don't agree with your agent. If your agent doesn't agree with the price that you're asking for your house, then it's a very good idea to find another agent. It's just that simple. They've already told you that they either don't believe in your house or they can't get it, and that's okay. But oftentimes when you sign on, and we've had story after story when that happens, the good news is it doesn't happen very often. 
But when it does happen, it usually brings a lot of friction, a lot of problems. And all of a sudden, it seems like sellers talk about that they're in a tug of war with their agent. Their agent keeps on saying, no, you got to take less, and uh, they're wanting more, and it's just not a, not a good working relationship. So in this segment, we'll be talking about other factors because we talk about location, and square footage is one of those factors. But I want to encourage you to understand it's a factor. You've heard the expression, you don't want to have the nicest house on the block. Most people have heard that. So what is that exactly what does that mean? What well, might be square footage? Know of a situation where most of the houses were between 1,800 and 2,200 square feet. I believe the house was in O'Fallon. And they were selling at a certain price point. Well, a seller had a house that, quite frankly, had about 2,500, 2,600 square feet. And because of that, they decided to arbitrarily put a price on that square footage. So what happened? Well, unfortunately, they didn't sell their house. The price that they put on there, they could not get that pricing. They got very little as far as showings, and they never did get a offer. And the problem being is, is that you may have the best house, and that's a good thing to a certain point, as long as you understand that the square footage is a factor. So in that situation, is, is it so happened that when they did a little more digging, that yes, they bought that house. One of the things, reasons why they bought that house was it had 2,500 square feet. It was a bigger house. But when asked more about, well, did you buy that house? Did you feel that you paid X amount of dollars for that? The answer is no. It was just the best value for that location. And that you're able to get the additional square footage. And that's probably the best way to look upon that. You and your agent should be having that conversation. So square footage is a factor, but it's not usually going to be the trump factor when it comes down to location. If your location is still going to be the number one factor you need to do when you're looking at pricing your house for top tower and a fast sale. Also, bedrooms and bathrooms. Now, this is bedrooms and bathrooms kind of goes the other way. Meaning is, is a good rule of thumb, if you have three bedrooms and you have two bathrooms, you're probably in pretty good shape. And yes, there could be other houses in your location that have four bedrooms or even more, or even more bathrooms. But kind of a rule of thumb is after three, then it becomes four, five, six, seven. But the average household is still, I think, 3.2 kit, you know, people. I don't know what that point two looks like, but it really is. And also, things have changed. It used to be that offices were the thing. There's nothing wrong with having an extra room for an office. But more and more people are using laptops, and their office is literally wherever they take it. I say laptops. I'm really talking about services and, yes, even their phone. So it's not saying that you shouldn't. It's a bad thing if you have the fourth bedroom. It's a good thing. But oftentimes the agents, unfortunately, will come up with some imaginary number that usually came from the East Coast or West Coast and say that your your bedroom is worth, is extra bedroom is worth $2.7,000 or something crazy like that. 
Same thing with the bathroom. Again, they're putting in numbers, usually from the East Coast, West Coast, that have really no bearing on it. There could be a small decline if you have everyone in your location has four bedrooms and three bathrooms, but it's not usually near as severe as most sellers think. It's definitely not worth putting a new bathroom in or trying to put a new bedroom in. And that, unfortunately, sometimes is what happens. That's why one of the reasons why having this book becomes so important. Uh, it talks more in depth about that, that that's the last thing you want to do. I think an average bathroom is $10,000. So you're already $10,000 in the hole. Bedroom's not quite as expensive depending on the situation. But the trouble with adding with a bedroom is where are you going to put it? You know, it, it sounds good, but again, most people know that if you put a bedroom in the basement, it's probably going to be considered a bonus room unless you have it, the spacing right for the window and the closet. So again, those things are factors. They do come into play. They're just not as large as most sellers think, and make sure that your agent's aware of that also. With that said, always offering the book, or you can go to Facebook and like us, Ready, Set, Sold with Brian Boat, or you can go to ReadySetSold.org, not.com, ReadySetSold.org, not.com, and pick up a free copy of the book. I think it'd be well worth worth the time. Talk to you soon. Welcome back to Ready, Set, Sold. I am your host, Brian Vogt. And we've talked a lot about pricing this week. And I think it's probably the number one subject that we hear most from sellers. And some questions we get asked the most, and that is, is pricing right? Your house right the first time and the importance of that. And we recap that uh, earlier in each segment. But overall, maybe the best advice I can give you is to go get the book. It's free. It really is. Uh, it, no strings. Go to ReadySetSold.org, not.com, ReadySetSold.org, not.com. Get a free copy of the book. Maybe you know someone. Maybe you're not looking to sell right this minute. That's okay. Maybe it's the springtime, later in the spring. Maybe it's in the summer. Maybe it's not even until next year. But, again, it has some great information that you can really start planning, getting things done, and getting ahead of the game. And so when it is time to put your house on the market, that you have the confidence that you're going to have success not only on the money side, but also having a faster sale. So I encourage you to do that. You'll get more in-depth about what we've talked about today, about pricing your house, the location, factors on bedrooms and bathrooms, making sure you have an agreement with your, your agent as far as pricing goes, that you're both on the same, uh, same wavelength. With that said, let's talk about the tip of the week. And the tip of the week is kind of the same thing with agents. Most sellers know this, but unfortunately, sometimes sometimes we just hear something so well that we just we do it anyway. We kind of go against our gut. And that's the agent that comes in that starts guaranteeing practically everything. Guaranteeing that they'll get your house sold in two weeks. They're guaranteeing that they will get the price exactly that you want. They're guaranteeing that the house will appraise out guaranteeing that there won't be any hassles. The home inspection will be fantastic. 
Everything is a guarantee. Everything is a guarantee. Just a friendly reminder, as with anything, there's no 100% on anything. If you're looking for a guarantee, they should be guaranteed they're going to do everything they possibly can to meet what you're trying to accomplish. They're going to guarantee they're going to give you 100%. But everything else is, quite frankly, sounds good, but oftentimes is exactly the opposite. I can tell you the times that sellers have taken that, good or bad, it has not turned out well. In fact, rarely. I'm not saying it never does, but rarely does it. And they've had a lot of heartbreak, a lot of expense, a lot of time on the market that what they said starting out with, all of a sudden, they're on the market four months later, and all those guarantees seem to slip away. And one situation, it was almost six months. They did finally sell it for far, far, far less than they ever imagined they would sell it. They did have some issues with the home inspections. The timing, of course, was completely disastrous. Be leery of guarantees. Guarantees should be one one thing only. Guarantee they're going to do everything possible, that they have a plan of action, to move forward to make it happen. With that, thank you so much for listening to us. We will catch you next week. You're listening to Ready, Set, So. I've been your host, Brian Boat. Make it a fantastic week. Bye-bye.